0: This is WeOn, and you're listening to Gravitas Podcast, making sense of the news. So, that's the story of the last six months, and this war is nowhere near an end. What are the big takeaways? What lies ahead for Ukraine and the world? That's what we'll discuss next. Let's pull up Ukraine's map first. And this is takeaway number one. Russia is not winning yet. It had hoped to capture Ukraine within days. Most experts said it would be a swift affair. Well, it wasn't. Six months and counting, Kiev is still standing. Russian forces control just 20% of Ukraine. And this is a commentary on superpower Russia and its military capabilities. The broken down Russian tanks may have been hyped by the Western press. But there's no denying the fact that Russia's supposed military superiority has not been seen in action. Takeaway number two, the nuclear threat. It is rising. Look at where the fighting is on. The Donbass region in the east, Crimea in the south, and Zaporizhia in the southeast. And this last one, Zaporizhia is a dangerous flashpoint. It's a nuclear power plant. It's Europe's biggest. It is also the latest battlefield. There have been warnings about a nuclear catastrophe. Attempts to broker a ceasefire deal, but no luck. Number three, the human cost. It continues to rise. No one really knows the true number of casualties, but we have some estimates. Almost 9,000 Ukrainian soldiers and anywhere between 15 to 20,000 Russian soldiers are said to have been killed in action. What about civilian casualties? The United Nations says more than 5,500 civilians have died in this war. Most agree the actual numbers could be much higher. This invasion has created the largest post-war refugee crisis in Europe. More than 6 million people have been displaced. Within Ukraine. Takeaway number four Europe's miscalculation. All the shuttle diplomacy, all the grandstanding about supporting democracy, and look where Europe is today suffering a power crisis, reporting soaring inflation, and facing a difficult winter. Europe got this one seriously wrong, as did the US. And that's takeaway number five. This was a reality check for America, this war. The world did not join their sanctions, they could not isolate Russia. Yes, their defense companies are rolling in money, but the political upsets for Joe Biden are way too big to ignore. And takeaway number six, the global south stood up for itself. From Asia to Africa, countries refused to join Europe's war. They took decisions based on their own national interest. They refused to be bullied by either side. Case in point, India, despite all the pressure and the lectures, India continues to buy Russian oil and is better off for it. So that's the six big takeaways from the last six months. That's where we are today. What happens next? No good news. The fighting will not just continue, it will intensify by the looks of it. Ukraine has changed tack. Earlier it was defending itself, now it's on the offensive. The shift began with the attacks on Crimea. Two key Russian bases were struck, an ammunition depot and a military aircraft. Russia called it sabotage. Ukraine refused to take responsibility, but last week their defense minister spoke out. He said that we're using a strategy to ruin their stocks, to ruin their depots, to ruin their headquarters, commander commander quarters. It's our answer to their meat grinder tactics. So he's saying it in so many words. Ukraine is using covert attacks to weaken Russian forces. What is the end game? President Volodymyr Zelensky says he wants to take back every piece of land that's in Russian control, and this includes Crimea. And we will put our hands up only once when we will celebrate our victory. The whole of Ukraine. Because we do not trade our lands and our people. For us, Ukraine is all of Ukraine. All 25 regions without any concessions or compromises. We do not know these words. They were destroyed by missiles on February 24th. Donbas is Ukraine. And we will regain it, whatever the path may be. Crimea is Ukraine. And we will regain it. Crimea is Ukraine, says Zelensky. He is building diplomatic support for his military campaign in Crimea. Yesterday, Kiev hosted a conference on the liberation of Crimea. 60 countries and international organizations registered their presence. 40 presidents and prime ministers joined. This includes leaders of G7 nations. So Ukraine wants to make Crimea the new battleground. What about Russia? Russia? What are they doing? They're pushing forward, trying to take as much territory as possible while not letting go of what they have. What are Moscow's targets? Donetsk, Kherson, Luhansk and Zaporizhia. Russian forces are already present here. The aim is to fully control these territories and integrate them with Russia. Why these four territories? Russia believes control over these regions is necessary to end the war. From here, they can weaken Western support to Ukraine. They can buy time and mount a larger offensive. That's apparently the plan. In July, President Vladimir Putin signaled the making of a bigger offensive. We are hearing that they want to defeat us on the battlefield. What can I say? Let them try. We have often heard that the West wants to fight us until the last Ukrainian. It's a tragedy for the Ukrainian people, but it looks like it's heading in that direction. But everybody should know that largely speaking, We haven't even yet started anything in earnest. At the same time, we don't refuse peace talks. But those who refuse should know that the longer it lasts, the more difficult it will be for them to make a deal with us. Ukraine sees what's coming. It's been warning about a Russian escalation, a special operation around Ukraine's Independence Day. Well, today was the day. Nothing has happened so far, and yet we know that this is war. Nothing can be taken for granted.